so I want to just if, I, if Catcher, someone can help with the the book that because I wanted to present yeah, that, but I forgot it upstairs. Continue, that, yeah, just if you don't mind, you just get the book, the just the livre, son livre, ses deux livres. Je voulais le présenter. Je pensais que je l'ai amené plus en bas, donc je l'ai laissé en haut. Ma femme qui c'est en même temps leur dire euh, chuch. <rire> 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 tu peux aussi dire que les enfants, elle va comprendre parce que je lui ai dit que juste euh, que les enfants font peut-être. <rire> on a juste quelques minutes, là, on a beaucoup longtemps, je pense qu'on a cinq minutes en bien. Ok, good. Welcome to the new episode of the Magnificent Podcast. Real people, real story. Here we share life experiences and stories. You know why? Because we all got story to share. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Magnificent Podcast, the podcast where we share magnified life stories. It's about sharing experiences and providing information, information about life and information about reality. Today I'm thrilled to have you to make sensation Gabby Gatino. <laughs> We're going to talk about how I met her, that's for sure. But uh, not only she's a, she's an internet sensation, she's also a comedian and also a writer. So today I'm thrilled to have Gabby Gatineau say, how are you doing? Gabby? I am good. I am excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That's very good to know. So first of all, let me say thank you for accepting the invitation. So I'm going to share how I was able to reach out to you to yes. have you here today. But um, Gabby is really funny. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, you made one video that was really, really funny. That we're going to talk about. That's the reason why I have you here today. <laughs> But I wanted to start with you because before starting everything, I'd like to know how my guests are doing. So how are you doing personally? I'm great. Life is good. I am blessed. God is good. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I want you to take me a little bit back. Um, the little... Little Gabby. When yeah. I was a child? Yes. Yeah, so I wanted to learn a little bit. So, yeah. So, who was Gabby as a little? Oh, my God. I was a monster. I <laughs> was, like, mean? the worst child ever. Always putting myself in danger. I was violent. I would curse. Violent? I was Oh, I was violent. Wow. I would I would do the crazy things. I wanted attention all the time yeah. and my emotion was like a roller coaster yeah. I was just a mess yeah but why why though uh, I had like a lot of like mental issues when I was a kid um, so first of all I was adopted yeah, yeah. and my birth mother was a prostitute and yeah. she used drugs when she was pregnant with me that's why I'm so cool right now yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have all the effects of the drugs <laughs> I'm high on life yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> she said she said I want But no, so as a child, when I was born, uh, it was really, really hard for me uh, to just be normal. Yeah, and yeah. I had like a lot of the effects uh, that stayed for a very long. And it was hard for me to learn at school. It was hard for me to stay still. It was hard for me to talk. It was hard for me to understand. Yeah. It was just really hard even like to understand my own feelings and to communicate with people. So I was uh, something. Yeah, yeah. So it's good that you mentioned that part about um, your adoption. Your, yeah. Your family, your mm -hmm. mom. So in one of your stand-up comedy performance, you actually spoke about that. Yeah. I actually listened to that. And there was one thing that I want to read it. You say you were adopted by a family with a Portuguese family mm -hmm. uh, with uh, five other children. Mm -hmm. And then you say you hate it. You hate in the garbage. You were eating. I ate in the garbage when garbage. I was homeless. Yeah. yeah. You had mental health issues. Yeah. You wanted to kill yourself. Mm -hmm. And yeah. other people. Yeah. You want to extend like, 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 I know usually mental, you say mental health, for example, is something very strong. Mm -hmm. It's also something that I had to learn myself because where I came from, my background is just something that we're really educated. Not to say that it doesn't happen there. That's what we think. We think it's not really mental health from where I come from. But mm -hmm. I had to educate myself to understand here when I came here to understand more what that means because I was like, it's not a disease, it's not, that's not sickness, mm -hmm. but it's, it's deeper than that. Yeah. So, but I know you mentioned about your mom, she was, so I want you, I want you to tell me a little bit, to take me a little bit more in detail about like, your mom's side. So once you were adopted, 
from a certain from from your age. So, at what age did you realize you were adopted? Oh, from? my parents never um, hide it for me. Oh, it's just really? the, oh yeah, oh yeah, like my. How, how were you when you were taken? Um, they first of all, uh, uh, how do you uh, DPG? Uh, DPG, what's it? it's um, the facility that takes care of children. Oh, that children is society. Those yeah. Kids, so, yeah. these ones, uh, they took me from my birth mother yeah, when she yeah, came yeah. to the hospital because yeah. she came... Like social worker. Social yeah. worker, exactly, but for children. Yeah. And she couldn't take care of me and she didn't even have, even have like the time to hold me when she gave birth yeah, yeah. because she was so high. Yeah, yeah. So, they needed to do a C-section. Yeah. And the social services, they took me in already, and yeah. they gave me to another first, a first family, and they yeah. took, they couldn't take care of me at that moment because yeah. it was so hard. I was very difficult baby. I was stiff. I was puking as a baby. Oh yeah, I was stiff. I was puking all the time. I was crying all the time because I was used uh, to having my my mother's drugs inside oh, of me okay, when I was pregnant you. with her. Well, she was pregnant oh, with okay, me. Okay. So when I came out of like. Her belly, of her yeah. body, yeah. it was like the drug was cut off. Yeah, so yeah. it was like a detox yeah, as a baby. So, so you're kind of addicted to you as a baby. Already. So yeah. it was really, really hard. And the social services brought me to this first family and they didn't have all the experience to take care of me. Yeah. And it was really, really hard. And then social services brought me to another family when I was just a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. And that family is the one that adopted me a year later. So they wanted a kid or it was just... Uh with, the, with that family, do they, they were, were they looking for that kid or, or it was just a hosting family? Um, yeah, yeah, a hosting family. So actually, they already had some children. Oh, okay. They always wanted to have a big family, oh. and they were able to host some children. Yes. They got me. They fell in love with me, yeah. and when my birth mother was not able to take me back, yeah. uh, they had the opportunity to adopt me, and they did. And then they closed the hosting family and keep going keep having more children of their own. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah but I'm a little intrigued when you say you, you ate in garbage. Yeah. Oh my God, I was 18, 19 year old, and my adopted family, they kicked me out because I was way too dangerous for them, and yeah. that was the best decision that they ever made because oh. I was a danger for them, I was a danger to myself. I wanted to kill myself, I wanted to kill them, I was doing a lot of drugs, yeah. and they, they said, well, this is an ultimatum, either you keep going to the psychologic help that you need, yeah, yeah. or we're going to have to kick you out. Oh. And I decided to leave, yeah, and I made myself a boyfriend that yeah. I didn't like. 18? And when I was 18, okay. and I was homeless, and the guy was like, well, you're my girlfriend now. I was like, sure. And he's like, we are going to go to British Columbia. And I didn't speak any English at that moment. Oh, wow. I was only speaking French. So I was like, yeah, sure. And I didn't know anything about life, and I followed yeah. him. And NBC. NBC yeah. So from Quebec to British Columbia. And then at that moment, everything went bad. And I changed boyfriend, and then it went bad also. And I just was on my own, hitchhiking. Trying to survive for my life, not making any money, just having like a backpack. And at one point of my life, I needed to survive and I went into a garbage and I ate some food. Wait, wait, I want to come back a bit. So at 18, you went to BC, to BC because yeah. your boyfriend. Yeah. Was he from, from Montreal too? From the Quebec area? Or he was yeah, from? yeah. So, so he, speak, he spoke English. Right? Yeah. So he took you to to uh, to BC. Yeah. Uh, so how are you guys living? So what well, I was just following him because I, I didn't know anything and I but didn't know. But what was know. he doing? Um, he was a bum. <laughs> he <laughs> he didn't have any job. He didn't have have anything. He was just like, well, I'm going to BC. You're coming with me. But how did you survive them? Make making money to pay rent. And he found that. a job, but I didn't speak English, so it was oh. hard for me to find a job, and oh. I needed to speak and learn English as fast as possible. So I did. And a funny story, <laughs> I got a job as a waitress. Yes. But I didn't speak in English, yeah, and yeah. it's funny because I was a waitress, and the the the, the woman asked me for a spoon, and yeah. I came back with a glass of water. <laughs> and two weeks later, the restaurant closed. <laughs> I was like, this is my fault. Two what? Two weeks later, <laughs> the restaurant closed. <laughs> because of you? No, but I. Okay, okay, you're the black guy. I, I guess it's me, but like I don't know. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So then. There, you found another boyfriend. Then. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, what did you come back to after the... 
I don't know. I was I was not able to make any. You have any, to keep in mind you were still a child. I was still 18, a child, 19. and I was not able to make decision on my own. Yeah. So I was just following men. Yeah, yeah. And I felt safe, even if the relationship was toxic. That's but right. I didn't know what was love. I didn't yeah. know what was non toxic. I didn't know nothing. Yes, yes, so yes. for me, I wanted to be loved so hard that I was willing to do anything. Yes. And and I thought that sex was love. And I thought yeah. that doing everything for a man was so, love, yeah, but like yeah. not really respecting myself. Yeah. And that's what I did. And these men took advantage of I me. Took but at the same time, I didn't know any better. So it was really hard for me. And I just kept on. Toxic relationship to another, to yeah, another, yes. to another. I had a, I had a guest, a pre guest. You might have to go check that episode. So he was pretty much saying. Mm. Uh, so basically, she, but her story was a little slightly different. So she was not adopted, but it's just that when she hit the teenage, she was a little wild, mm-hmm. and her father took his love. So he decided to leave the family, mm-hmm. and because she felt that the family broke because of her, and she. She was looking for some male validation, so she yeah. started to give her weight to yeah. men. And yeah, that's also that's those are really serious, uh, serious mm-hmm. issues that yeah. uh, unfortunately that usually the most victims are women because yeah. I don't know if it's like I don't know if it applies to men the same way, but naturally more women more tend to be exposed to those. Characters. Yeah, I'm a daddy's girl, <laughs> and for me, like the love of my dad was way more important than my mom's. Yes. And I don't know if it has to do with the fact that my birth mother yes. was a prostitute and yes. she kind of, like, abandoned me. Yeah, so yeah. for me, like, any kind of mother was, like, to my eyes, something evil. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't have a good relationship with my birth mother but at that moment. you that? Yes, I knew. My parents never hide me anything. Anytime that I wanted to ask questions about my past or why I was adopted and where she came from and all those yeah. things, they were always trying to explain the best that they could. Yeah. But it would be too much emotionally Emotion. for me. And I would just start to cry, start to yell. And it was like, okay, so we'll stop. We'll stop so telling you stories about her. The, the mom, because I know the mom was obviously intoxicated. She mm-hmm. was going through her addiction. But the father, was he there at the time? Oh, we don't know who the father is. It's oh. either a pimp or a client. Oh, okay. So gotcha. we'll never know. Yeah, yeah. So oh, for okay. me, like, I never oh, had, like... Oh, you refer to father, you adopted father. Exactly, oh, okay, okay, exactly. Gotcha. So for me, like, a mother was something I couldn't receive love when I was younger. Yes, yes. And I was taking my my birth mother place for my my adopted mother and we didn't have a good relationship at that moment but now like everything is good we love each other i love my mother so much and like try to make it clear my adopted parents are my parents to my heart okay yeah so So i call them mom and dad and for me naturally because they are the one that kissed me goodnight they are the one that brought me to school they are the one that paid for my my braces they are the one you know that were there Feed yeah. me, yeah. love me. But do you have a relationship with your biological mother? No, no, no. I met her when I was 19 yeah. until when I was uh, 21. But then I realized she's still a prostitute. She doesn't work because she has like mental, mental issues, issues and health issues and uh, infectious disease. Yeah. And it's just she was so used of having... Um, a pimp around her. Yeah, yeah. She was not able to take decision by herself and just be an adult. Yeah, yeah. So I needed to cut the relationship and just let yeah. her go. Yeah, which is also a tough thing to see that okay, yeah. this is actually the person that gave mm-hmm. birth, right? Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, that's it. But it's true because it's funny because I listened to one podcast where they talking about the difference between. A, 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 a father and uh, sorry it was like a, a, what was it they say uh, give birth and give birth and parenting something like that so they were trying to make a difference between a father and a, a birth giver like I person. see um, yeah 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 you know exactly I mean? so, so for so, me she's the person that gave me life yeah and she didn't do it in the right way yeah yeah and she had some issues of her own you know she's from germany and she was abused sexually by her father and she was trying to escape that world when she came here and it was just really really hard for her so i'm sure she had some problem of her own 
and she couldn't deal with us you know that's true so i cannot be angry at her i'm really at peace with her it's just now i know that she is not a a a figure a mother's figure because because naturally you have a person who took care of you yes who's your mother that's a mother figure yes that's yeah yeah, that's no that now now it's sad because Mm -hmm. i wanted to just remove that (laughs) mother is a adoptive family it's my mother yeah so mom if you're listening i love you daddy i love you too so so now the uh in one of your yeah no it was a stand-up camera i think it was uh last year in july you posted you might not remember but you posted on social media you six years over And then you put this as a caption. Six years ago, I was ready to die. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe in God. I had no self-esteem whatsoever. Life is not easy, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. Yes. So that caption was really profound, mm-hmm. right? So that's a, And when I first saw your video, that we're going to talk about, because we're going to talk about the 180 degrees oh. that you did to change completely your life, right? Yeah. So when I watched that, when I saw that video, uh, that post because you post you may also put a picture of you at the time as addicted right so mm-hmm. the, i think we were very young at the time six so years tra- ago <laughs> that was six years that ago. that was six years ago wait so that transition yeah to move completely was six years ago yeah the picture that you saw on my post about yeah. my sobriety was just when i was a drug addict and my my Ooh. worst year six years ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but i want to i'm intrigued to understand so how did you get there to, to to be able but i understand to stop using no how did you get to start to get into addiction because i understand the part yeah. where you had to move from quebec to see because you're following your boyfriend yeah and all that but how did you get to that part to, to that deep in my life yeah, to, um to i the addiction the drugs yeah for the addiction and everything obviously because my mom my birth mother used drugs when she was pregnant with me it was obviously that if i tried drugs i would get addicted way faster than anybody else and that's what happened the first time that i started drugs uh i was 16 and it was just amazing because i i hated my life i was very depressed and i didn't understand anything about me and because i was adopted i was always looking to who do i look like where am I from? We're always yeah, asking yeah, those yeah. things as a teenager. A and when I found drugs, my head s- stopped running. And yeah. I had no anxiety and I felt good. Yeah, and I was yeah. just, I felt like I was back the in my mother's womb. To your feeling. Huh? It was like the immediate response to your feeling. Yes. It was making you feel good. Yeah. And then you wanted to be in that state of mind. Of course. But I also felt like I finally found something I was missing my whole life. Like I went back to my mother's womb. Yeah. And I felt warm and I felt comfortable yes, and I yes. felt like, oh, this is what was missing for 16 yeah. years of my life. Yes. And it was like up and down and it was with <laughs> bad habits, bad friends. What do you mean bad habits? Bad habits of like smoking and partying and not doing my homework and just. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't, I would, that, so because, yeah, par, partying, first of all, you were a teenager. With, but with I was partying party. way harder than anybody else. Oh, okay. Like, no, for me, getting drunk as fast as possible, that was my plan the every goal, time. Yeah. yeah, that was my goal. And <laughs> it was just like a lot of like bad habits. Fuck yeah. school. I wanted to be cool. I wanted to impress my friends more yes. than my parents. Yeah, and who was, uh, and the friend, where were you meeting them? At school. Yes. Oh. At school. And then eventually when I stopped high school, I started to be in the streets and meeting other people that were in the streets, other people yeah. that were addicted, yes, partying yes. with people that were addicted, yeah. being on the streets and all of that. But for 10 years, it was a roller coaster, like up and down, up and down. And when I came back from BC, I met this guy. We were in a relationship for six years. Yeah. And I was stable because we were able to buy a house. We wanted kids. And he didn't like drugs. So, oh, it was the boyfriend. It was a boyfriend. Okay. So we were you in a relationship. Love yeah, I loved him. And I decided to stop using drugs to make him happy. But instead, drinking more because he drank a lot. Oh, okay. And okay. because of that, I just started to, to drink and to drink and to yeah. like empty a hole that was inside of me because I didn't want to use because he didn't approve of this. Yes, yes, yes. So it was not about how I felt, but more about like 
making him to, comfortable. I don't. I want you to understand when you talk about drugs, for example, because you know in Canada, drugs uh, not drug, weed is legal. Yeah. Everybody smokes. But smoke. in my time, it wasn't legal. <laughs> oh, but, but when you talk to, are you referring to that to to, to weed? No, I, when oh, I actually, talk about drugs, drugs like, I talk about weed. Pills, ecstasy, MDMA, oh, okay. crack, cocaine. Oh, okay. You yeah. Were, you were actually dead there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. My, my biggest addiction was cocaine. Oh, okay. So, so sniffing, basically. Sniffing. Okay. So I stopped using and I started to drink more for six years. And then I realized that I was unhappy with this relationship. Yes. And I left him. And yes. it was a really big breakout. And it put me into a very deep uh, depression, depression because I love the guy but I didn't want to be with him anymore well, why did you want to be with him I didn't want to be with him because I was unhappy yes yeah I'm just, this I was just unhappy pursuing your unhappiness because the yeah. foundation was not there no so the family foundation no wait I'm not talking about relationship I'm talking about your person your person yeah. correct me if I'm wrong you yourself there was you felt like there was not a big family foundation so you were seeking for love it was a, a lot of things that i won't get into okay. some violence some stuff oh, so okay, just like okay. i was unhappy and i wanted to leave and oh, okay. i left yeah and so because i was both i was I, I was exactly back to using drugs and i was very vulnerable and i found a guy that was a dealer that wanted to go out with me so he he was a what he was a dealer oh a dealer. coke dealer drug dealer a drug dealer oh. exactly so he started to provide for a lot of drugs for me yeah. and he got me hooked up really fast yeah. paid for a lot of hotels paid for like a lot of trips bring me everywhere and i stopped like working making money on my own and just i was like hooked on his love yeah on his money yeah, yeah. on his lies it was pretty much a pimp he was. Yes, yes. He was, exactly. My parents, they would see uh, how he was eventually going to get me into the uh, the um, sex trafficking. Yeah. But I didn't want to believe it at that moment because, like, no, he loves me. How yeah, would he? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's my boyfriend. He loves me, yes. but never. But everybody around me was seeing this. But I was too yes, blind yes, and yes, too yes, stupid yes. and too naive to believe it. And I was very ad addicted to drugs, cocaine, with him he yes. was providing me cocaine every yeah. day i stopped eating i stopped washing myself i stopped brushing my teeth i stopped working i didn't have any money in my bank account and it brought me into the picture that you saw yes but now now I, I, now i have a little better idea i'm sure people will also understand how you got to that point mm -hmm. but at what times you realize you needed help for example okay because when did because there's something about addiction is speaking I want to come back a bit to when you mentioned people didn't notice that okay the guy was trying to use you for addiction to hook to things like that right mm -hmm. to the, the life the street life and all that most of the time um, we have to make sure you were the, you were the victim in that situation because the reason why I say that is because I had a conversation in the podcast I, I have part have an episode literally with another um, and she was also uh, able to flip her life completely. Mm -hmm. right? So there's an episode there that I, you know, I tell ever show you the episode after this conversation. So you might listen to it on your way back because okay. it's literally the same story okay. that she's telling me. So she was she was in love, so in love with the mm -hmm. guy, and then the guy um, was was a mad guy because he was looking at her as how can I make money with this woman? How can this can make woman make money of me? And then she did, she had some addictions, you know, things like that. So she was living mm -hmm. a very high and speedy life. Yeah. My question now is, at what point, because it's very difficult when in that circle mm -hmm. to get yourself out. Because mm -hmm. most of the people that you meet, most of the time, they do the same thing as you do. Or, or I don't know. And if you feel like, if you go to the external people that are outside of that circle, yeah. you feel like they judge you from yeah. the look, right? Oh, yeah. So that's why you don't want to hang out with them so at what point do you feel like you needed help or you realize that okay i want to get out of this cycle so. i try to kill myself oh yeah, yeah that's okay. what happened for a whole week i was trying to overdose and i would use drugs on purpose on, oh, pur just, on purpose okay. on purpose uh, i was so you knew this could kill you yeah oh, that was, was just like i was okay to too high i was okay with that decision I was okay to to kill myself with an overdose, and I was trying my best every night to kill myself. So yes. I would like use until I couldn't breathe, yeah. or I would pass out, yeah. 
or I felt like my heart was going to explode and my eyes was just turned. Rolling, yeah. Exactly. And I tried for nights after nights after nights. And the next day I would just wake up and just like, oh, it didn't work. It was a success. Tonight, I'll try again. Tonight, I'll try again. And it happened for a whole week. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, so first of all. And at the time you had really nobody to lay. No, I was alone. I was alone with my ex. He was using me. I didn't want to ask for anybody's help. I felt like a burden and I was suffering so much. I felt like my whole body was like a black hole and I couldn't feel anything anymore and I couldn't ask for help. Yeah. And I was ashamed and I just wanted the pain to stop. Ashamed. I I, I know what you mean by you were ashamed, but I want people to also understand what, when you say you were ashamed, what do you mean ashamed of what? Ashamed of who I had become. You felt like you were naked in people's eyes. So when people look at you, they knew exactly where you were. Yes. Like, yes. yes. Okay. I, just, yeah. I was not educated in those things. No worries. Human traffic, I was not. Yeah. And I started to, my co-host actually, AMS, she's on that episode too. With, uh, and she sent me a, a movie. It's actually sex traffic. It's on YouTube actually. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I realized the vulnerability when we're talking about women from how they exposed to mm-hmm. her. and then she I was like damn people that are usually taking advantage of people either you love them to that mm-hmm. you've so in love boyfriend all that sometimes it's family relationships sometimes it's background and abuse right you were abused by some like you mentioned your mom for example she was abused by her own father mm-hmm. and in that trauma she's that's what usually takes people so those are things that you will not understand when you when you not you don't you not really have education in that world yeah and then when you start to understand you see that's the pattern that's very common in fact you are the one that was just stupid not understanding yeah. what is going on around the world yeah but i want to go back in because your energy is so beautiful <laughs> thank you i want <laughs> i i needed to use that part yeah the story to understand you better mm-hmm how did you become the Gabi Gatine that we know today? It has to do, it's it's crazy, it has to do with God. Because at the moment that I tried to kill myself, yeah. night after night after night, I decided that I wanted to kill myself by gassing myself in the car. Yeah. And I wrote a suicide letter, and I was like, tonight's going to be the night, I'm going to go find uh, to you. You were writing a letter to who? To my family, just... Mostly to my sister. You She's still, you still love them. You still. Yeah. That means that you I was still just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm doing this. I'm so sorry. I just can't take the pain anymore. I just want to. I just want the suffering to stop. And I was writing a letter to my sister. I was writing a letter, a letter to my family, and it was just like, forgive me for what I'm about to do, and that's it. And I was comfortable with this, and I wanted to gas myself in the car. And at the moment that my Ex like, boyfriend. You try with God with the drug, it didn't work. You wanted to not do an accident. Not an accident. You like said. gassing myself in the car. So burn yourself? Is that what you mean? No, 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 no. You know, you're going to turn the engine on in the car and yeah. you're going to use like a tuyau. It's going to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, pipe. A pipe. Yeah. From the, the pipe of the car yeah. until the window. And then you close the window and then you breathe the gas of really? the car and then you just fall asleep. Oof. Yeah. I, I, I just wanted to go to sleep. To go to be at that level. That's yeah. means that yeah. it was really, you really felt like it was, you were worthless. Like, I just wanted the pain to stop. And for me, I was just, you know what? It's going to be painless. I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm going to have my leather and somebody's going to find me. And that's it. And do you, did you try prior to that thinking, to that assumption? Did you try to go to rehab, asking for external help? Uh, no, not you? yet. Not yet. Oh. So, before, like at that night when I woke up and I was ready to kill myself yes. in the car, I went outside and at that moment I saw God. Oh <laughs> and, God! Oh God! I, I know. Yeah, I, I believe that. I, I come from that background. We so, that and girl. I never believed in God. And he, even like my family were Portuguese, and I went to church and I served the church when I was a kid. Yes. And I stopped going to church when I was thirteen, and I didn't believe in God because I was like. Why would God exist if he made me suffer this suffer, much? So yeah. I was like, fuck God. He doesn't exist. Yes. I don't believe in him anymore. And at that moment that I wanted to kill myself, I saw him. I saw a light. I felt the love. And Oof. at that moment, I just fell to my knees. And I started to accept all the love of God. And I was just, you know what? 
it's okay. I'm going to let go of the pain. I'm going to accept all your love because he gave me a message saying, you have something bigger coming up. Don't give up. And <laughs> I have chill. I'm a little bit emotional when I talk about it. I have chill. I literally have chill on me. I'm telling you, I'm not joking. I have chill. Jeez. I'm trying not to cry. It's like, it's been six years, but every time that I talk about it, it makes me very emotional and I feel it here because I didn't believe in God. And it's, (laughs) it's at that moment that I realized even if you don't believe in God, God will always believe in you. Yeah. We all get, God get, they said, God is a misericordia. Do you see that in English? Misericordia. So it means that he can, mm-hmm. he will always take you back if yeah. you want to come to him. Yeah. Always. So this is 70 times, 77 times, you, you know, seven, 77 times God is uh, graceful. What's the word, Harry? I just want to ask my Kaka. Misericordia. God is a forgiving. Yeah, he can forgive you all the yeah. time. So that's a, that's a, I, I, when you say you saw you saw God, mm-hmm. I believe that mm-hmm. because I come from that background where um, when you get deep into meditation or you actually feel hopeless, you see something appearing in your life. You might not know what it is, right? If you're not Christian or mm-hmm. you're not a believer, let's put it like that. If you're not a believer, you might not know what it is. But actually, is is there's an external power that mm-hmm. controls the way you actually think. At this moment, it's like okay. I left you freedom to do what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to take my hand now? Yeah. You know what I mean? So so when you say that, I totally believe that. <laughs> but now my thing is, how did you get from God, from that from that aspect when you you saw that light that was saying, don't give up because something bigger, I, I prepare something bigger. But you have to grow through this to understand mm-hmm. the value of what you can have later on. Yeah. How that transition happened? How did you? Because yes, God would tell you that, but it still like, physically had to happen, right? Yeah. So when did you get from that being a person that was sad to be this person that's make jokes, funny, and tell <laughs> the story? Who is this energy on the internet? Oh because because honestly, to be, I'm shocked because <laughs> I'm gonna put that if you if you allow me to to put that video. It'll get me with the fiance. Yeah, please, please. Yeah, I'm gonna put that. <laughs> <laughs> because because that video I didn't see it through your account. No. No. It was so viral. It was everywhere. I remember the first time I saw it I was driving. Literally. Oh, don't drive. Don't 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 <laughs> use your phone and drive. But I was driving. Right. <laughs> and then randomly like this, I, it was in the traffic. Randomly I wanna and the first thing that came it was a funny African meme, something like that. And it was a video. I laughed, right? I laughed, but I then when I, my phone closed, you know when you close your phone and then you can because I didn't remember where I saw that that in which account, and you know when you close your phone and then when you go back to Instagram, he, he uh, updated now it's not refresh. On that, yeah, he mm-hmm. refresh. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, wait, I, I, I wanted to because it was so funny. I wanted to share with someone. <laughs> so I want you to understand how did you get it because if I didn't know the story that you just told me. Yeah, right? most but people don't know my story. Know story. Right? You look like. Uh, People will say white privilege girl yes. that had everything yes. going on yes. for her. Yes, on a That's how you look yeah. now, right? But yes. I'm trying to understand when did that transition happen? Mm-hmm. I did a lot of therapy. I went to rehab mm-hmm. center. I did uh, a lot of consulting. I have a psychologist. Yeah. And I did a lot of med- meditation. And just I wanted to grow as a person. Yeah. I wanted to better myself. And as soon as I saw God, something like with pain inside of me like that black hole just vanished it was like a release yeah and i started to pray i started to go to church i started to really appreciate all the love and like changing my mentality not being a victim anymore but more like a survivor and changing the way that i would speak the way i would walk the way i would do things and just be always positive 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 but how can you change that because that's a skill too yeah because that's, that was you all the time. Mm-hmm. But how are you able to change that naturally? This it was talk? hard. I'm not going to lie. You, know, you, you don't talk like a girl that was on the street. No, I know. Oh, yeah, if so you want me to act like I'm on the street, I'm going to act like I'm on the street. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I can see that. If you act like Listen. that. But yeah, so I try to understand how that transition went because it's... It was years and years and years of work. Like, every year I'm getting better. Every year I'm... 
I'm learning about myself and about other things. Yeah. And at the beginning of my first year, I just wanted to be sober. Stay sober, stay sober, stay sober. So every year I would have like a goal that I will give myself. Okay, first year I'm being sober. I will not relapse. Okay, first year is done. Second, what do I want? I want to be... I want to be passionate about something. So that year, I would have that goal to create something that I love. Yes. And then after that, I wanted to make money. Okay, so this year, I want to make money. Right. So in one year, I'm always having that goal of something. Yes. And the next year, it's another goal yes. and something else. And I would just like evaluate as a person. Yes, yes. But I worked a lot and it was every day. Yes. Yeah. But, but how comedy? Because, because comedian... Uh, one of the smartest people in the world. Because the reason why I say that, <laughs> I'm not saying that for you, to be honest, but the reason why I say that is because they're able to turn something that is heavy yeah. and very funny. And it's hard to do. And I have my, uh, one of my idols, to be honest with you, is, uh, is a comedian, Kevin Hart. Yeah. He's one of my, Oh, yeah. I went to all his shows mm. when he came here. So, and it's just that the way he's able to make the story go across without making sounding heavy yes let's say for example topic like sex trafficking mm -hmm. women mm -hmm. uh, um racism mm -hmm. homophobia. just like trevor noah no uh, trevor noah actually that's a secret. trevor noah and tiffany haddish we were there we were has a show here yeah. when he came to in toronto so tiffany he's my haddish, wife's favorite she's really? in love with him oh He's one of the smartest he's, person. He's that, so smart. He's yeah. so he came from nothing. Yeah. Tiffany Haddish and Trevor Noah are my best comedian yeah. ever that I'm looking up to. Yeah, Tiffany Tiffany Haddish too. I know her story. I know why you can relate to her. Yeah, too, exactly. She lived in hard. She was in abusive relationship yeah, and yeah. she tried really hard. So when I read and her plus book, she's, she's a little she African. She African. I'm, she, I'm happy she that she she's Ethiopian. You know that, right? No, I didn't she know. Found, yeah, she found. Oh yeah, and then eventually she, she went Ethiopian. back home and yeah, she yeah, realized yeah. that she has like all that money. Jewish, and, Jewish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so because how comedian, like how did you? Because again, it's not a skill that. You just acquire like this. That's me was winning you, but how did you find yeah. out that skill? I was always because a clown. Because I listened to stand-up comedy. But I was always a clown when I was a kid. I oh, wanted to you, make least, people yeah. laugh. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. for me, having good grades, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, but yeah. making you laugh, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, that's my goal. Yeah, <laughs> give yeah, me yeah. an A for this. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 So yeah. I was always trying to make people laugh. And all through my life, I found comedy a way of relief yeah. to laugh about myself and my situation when something yeah. bad would happen i would just laugh at it i was like huh, yeah, yeah, it could be worse yeah yeah it could be worse it yeah. could be worse or just like hey remember that what's time? your sign my sign what's your birthday i'm uh, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be 33 now it's 26 march i'm oh, an aries march, mar so aries okay. yeah, i'm an aries fire aries, okay. because i was gonna say that because uh i'm a virgo but i also think of, uh, i love virgos i'm also yeah i'm a virgo because when you say it could be worse that's my motto my wife knows that mm. because when she always talking about oh i don't like you know what it could be worse than that so Listen, i love virgos you're so easy going you yeah. think too much yeah think and you want to please people I, yeah. and you don't take any days off but that's, that's funny you know to be honest with you as a christian right you're not supposed to believe to those in this thing right mm. but it's funny because when i read those i speak I sometimes I feel like it's talking to you. Know <laughs> I, mean? I know Virgos. My sister is a Virgo. My ex of sisters is a Virgo. Some other friends are Virgos. I'm yeah, surrounded by Virgos. Yeah, it's true. I like to I like to please people. I yeah. tend to want to do that, mm -hmm. and I also tend to be very protective of people mm -hmm. that I like, right? And the people that I love, and also even at work, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. I always want to do go More. above and beyond and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So those, yeah, so the, the so yeah, so I'm interested. So how did, how did that go? Um, how to turn like a bad situation into a comedy? Yeah, so how did you find that <sighs> gift? Maybe some gift can just be explained. I don't you know. know, I don't know. I'm, I, I want to stay humble and say it's just natural for me to yeah. be funny. I like to make people laugh. Yes, yes. But, like in the last year and a half, I started like stand-up comedy, yes, and I yes. learned a lot. Yes. And reading a lot of books about comedy and the rules of comedy, and yeah. learned a lot on how you like this, the the rule of three, yes. and blah blah blah, and all those things. And then I really learned how to work with comedy, and <laughs> I think 
I think that my situation with everything that I lived is perfect for comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm at peace. I cannot do comedy and laugh about my life if I'm not at peace. Yeah, so yeah. the fact that I'm able to laugh, that I ate in garbage and yeah. I was adopted and I was a drug addict. Yeah, yeah. Like, so if you're able to make those jokes about yourself, someone cannot use them to put you down because you... Oh, I'm going to put myself down before. Yeah, you know Eminem? Yeah, you know Eminem, yeah, how yeah, he yeah, actually yeah, like yeah. put him down yeah, yeah. first? Okay, so yeah. this and this and this. What do you got now? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, to, I already you, said everything. Exactly. I put everything out. So I'm the same. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you're trying to put me down. You're yeah. trying to use my past to yeah. put me down? Like, yeah. I'm going to put this in myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look myself in the mirror and say, you suck. Okay, <laughs> thank you. What do you got? In fact, with these audience, information there's nothing yeah. you can hold no. you can't control me anyway because no. I understand but now I want to come back to that little fufu joke because that <laughs> that fufu yeah that's a fufu joke <laughs> that joke still gets me to this day like like fufu like how did you get to that because that was a viral that's the video that I was talking about earlier yeah. the video that went viral yeah so what brought you to that because what to be honest with you when you start that joke I think you're serious Because you say, oh, today my name is Gabi. I played that role very good, huh? Yes. Everybody, not everybody, most of the people that didn't know me believe it was true. I thought it was true. Yeah. And because you said, okay, I need a few, few, and then I need ça. Je ne sais pas quoi c'est. Because the joke, because the yeah. video is in French. Yeah. So and then, how did you get with that? So, <laughs> Just so do you really, do you... Because Fufu is a very is a tradition in Africa. Because yes. I won't say specific country because most African country yeah. Yeah. eat Fufu. We call it yeah. Fufu, actually. Fufu, Futu. Yeah, oh, Futu, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so yeah. it's a Fufu. And, uh, yeah. So where did you get that joke? So, so I... You got a lot of backlash for that joke, too. I, oh, I read the comment. I so. don't care. I don't <laughs> yeah, care. I hate it. I love it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so it's... it's, it's uh, um, a personage yeah. that I started to play. I love to play the dumb girl. Yeah, the dumb. Yeah, the white, like the, the white, white dumb, dumb girl. I love to play it because people fall <laughs> into it yeah. way too fast. Yeah, yeah. First Plus you're blonde. That's plus I'm blonde. People put all that in the same category. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So in comedy, they say the first second that you're on stage, people are already judging you judging, by the yeah. way that you, you look, sound, yeah. even, even without speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the best thing that you can do is play the role that people think, think you, you are. are yeah. So I was like, people, when they so look at me... So fool people would think that they can fool you. Exactly. Yeah. So people would think that I'm a white girl, that I had everything in my life and everything was perfect. So yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? People I'm gonna play, I was one of them. I'm going to play, that, play that role. I'm going to play the white, dumb girl that don't know anything and doesn't know anything about culture, doesn't know anything yeah. about what is right, what is wrong, about racism, about yeah, culture, yeah. about food, and wants to be an influencer. Yes, yes. So that's what I played, and I was yeah, just like all so the way in. So why you say in. that for votre influenceuse préférée? Yeah. Just oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to laugh first of all about the influencers, how yeah. they think that they know everything. Yeah, It's like yeah, I'm yeah. your best influencer and your yeah, favorite yeah, influencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you can't call it that. We yeah, don't even yeah. know who you are. Who do you influence? We're <laughs> exactly. trying to understand that terminology. Exactly. Who do you influence? Exactly. So yeah. I play that role as like. That white girl that is an influencer because everybody wants to be an influencer yeah. and I wanted to laugh about that. And I wanted to laugh of all the little things that white people do as a mistake when they start first things. Yes, yes. Like when they start to cook, they think they know it and they pronounce it bad or yeah, like yeah, it doesn't yeah, look yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. As like, okay, when so they try to acquire what, other people's cultures. What yeah. would be the worst thing, first of all, that I could do in that video and how a white girl that doesn't know anything would fuck it up? And yeah, I yeah. wrote down those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'm just like, it. okay, so this, I was like, <laughs> like I'm just gonna like say the word how it looks <laughs> and that went crazy and when i was I, i said also we're gonna go to the country of africa yeah 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 that the the, the you didn't call my country i was shocked when you called yes, cameroon we're gonna go to the city of cameroon i was like what <laughs> you call cameroon a city <laughs> I was like, she said, no, there's one Congo to you. say, we're going to go to the sea, the ville de Congo, on va aller à la ville du Congo. Listen, now I know it's a galaxy. Cameroon is a galaxy now. Cameroon is a continent. We're a continent. It's a galaxy. Yeah, we passed the continent. We're a galaxy now. It's a whole universe. It's like, so that video killed me, especially when you said, I don't have a sauce. 
Okay, we're just gonna like, use a it's soup. It's like, okay, so I, I don't like, want like an African soup. <laughs> I don't know if it's an African soup, so I'm gonna use this, like a, a, a Lipton yeah, soup. Yeah, that's what you use. It's tea. Yeah. It's leaving like it's tea. tea. Yeah. It's tea here, it's soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Africa or Europe, it's tea. So it went crazy over there because of that, but here it's a soup. And then she tried to eat it, but I was like, this food. And you could see the fufu is like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't agree. I don't participate, and it was bad, and it was not good. It's like I don't want to go in this, and then poop. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So I did all the steps that I knew what white people would do as a mistake yeah. because I am white, and yeah. I've done those mistakes before yeah, yeah, in the yeah. past, and I see white people do mistake. Yeah, yeah. And you know, before I didn't know that Africa was a continent when I was a child. I didn't yes, know. I, I like so many things when you're not exposed to a multicultural. Uh, community, yeah. you don't know those things because sure. the people in school are white, the people on the news are white. Yes, yes. Social media is white. You yes. don't know. And people, when they refer to to Africa, usually they refer to Cap. They so they name Africa among the country that they would. So let's say, for example, yeah. they want to talk about countries. They say, "Oh, I don't care if you're from Brazil or from U.S. or from Canada, from or also from Africa." So they name countries. The continent among the countries. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what made people think that, okay, maybe Africa is a country? Yeah, yeah. Because the people that actually thought Africa was a country. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe now with people are more educated with social media. I don't know. But yeah. it's funny because I see what you do. That 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 joke didn't piss me up <laughs> at all. It just made me laugh because exactly because you just said it. You, you just look like the way you were doing you were just moving like a girl a white girl that is dumb blonde and all that and I played that whole like, very then, well yeah, yeah. at the beginning it was I thought it was serious because you say hello my name is Gabi your influencer's favorite I don't play it's Fufu what and then you show the thing because I never saw that boss in my life yeah yeah. I think the, the way we do Fufu those are more for western country mm-hmm. to to commercialize it right mm-hmm. but the way we do Fufu is like It's not in the plastic. It's not in the boxes. So you use the ingredient. Like no, you make corn, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Homemade from scratch. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the box, I said, the box with F-U-F-U. And then you say F-U-F-U. And then when you start to make your joke, I mean, I, I the first, it was just your movement. It was just funny. It was just, even if it was real, right? I was still finding funny because you look so off, right? So, and then when I went to read the comment, Did you understand? Did you understand the comments? Did you understand why people were? Because oh yeah, people were really upset. Oh yeah, that like was it. it was 80% having fun and understanding that it was a joke, yeah. and 20% yeah, that yeah. hated and me. Yeah, usually it's the loudest one. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got yeah. me canceled yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, I received one. death threats. Uh, people were looking for me. I was afraid yeah. for a whole week to get out of my house. Yeah. Like I, I re- oh yeah, I've received so much death threats. When you receive message, vocal message, yes, or yes, email yes. saying, if we find you, we're going to kill you. If you come to Montreal in that area, we're going to kill you. Yeah. Like, no, it was really intense. Some people couldn't let it go. You know why? I, I think I can connect to them. I don't know. Because I didn't piss me off, but I think it was also because, like you said, it was not too long. It was like a year ago or something, that video that you made. But I feel like maybe because people were still sensitive for what was happening during that yeah, time. Yeah, of course. And then I think it was wrong. But I, and I also want to come to how in all because the reason why I want people to actually go see your account, Gabby, Gabby, my account, yeah, to see my videos. Yeah, because because you are really a, what they call a lie, right? Someone mm-hmm. that uses now her knowledge or her past ignorance mm-hmm. to try to make people aware yeah. of you know how people should perceive the black community mm-hmm. that black people are not really what they are yeah so and when i make a skit or a funny video yeah i you always make one i i always make sure that i'm gonna be laughing about a stereotype that will not make people uh in danger yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, if yeah. i laugh about how white i am and i don't know how to cook yeah, yeah. and how stupid and influence and yeah, blah, 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 yeah, i am yeah, yeah, yeah. N- there's not going to be more white girl killed by yeah, the police yeah, it's true. you understand true. so i yeah, always I make sure mean. that i don't i see what you mean like endanger yeah. people yeah when i first reach out to you to to see to just to mention i want to put it there because it's important when i first reach out to you back in december You told me uh, we can do it for sure. You gave me your... I, I like people who have to keep the word like that because you told me, I like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I promise. But mm-hmm. now I can't do it. 
because the summer is very busy. January 20 yeah. was too busy. Yeah. And then you told me February because the Black History Month, you had certain things that you do. Yeah, I was busy. And then I was like, wow. <laughs> and then you made a skit actually. Yeah. Where you went on the street talking about yeah. who is uh, Martelli. Showing a picture. Yeah. Who's Martelli 10? Malcolm X. Malcolm and X. People wouldn't know who the People person. didn't know. People never heard of the, the El Barak. There was really some people. Is that, that like, George Floyd? <laughs> George Floyd. Like, it's like, I was like, so that's where I realized that, okay, I need to talk to this girl. I really need to. And then you wrote book. Yeah. And then you have books that's a very, very deep. When I say deep, it's because of kids' book. So that's mm-hmm. been, you realize that's just to say, I don't want to say you're smart because you're going to look like I'm just a sucker here. I don't want to look like that. But I just realized, like, correct me if I'm wrong. You just realize, okay, you want to go to the root. So you go to the kids. Yeah. That's where you want to start your influence. Yeah. And then you wrote two books yeah. where you speak about mom, what's white privilege mm-hmm. and mom, what's immigrant. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, because of George Floyd. When okay. George Floyd happened, uh, at that moment, I already started to educate myself about racism. Yeah. And I made some enemies on the white side. And some people didn't want to yeah, talk we had to some me. Conversation about that. Yeah. And some white people hated me because I was woke. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, but why do you have to talk about racism? Why do you have to defend them? What yeah, are you yeah. on their side? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, wow. So, but why? What, would, what do you think they can be against you? Because at the end of the day, you do something. Because they don't possible. know any better. And it's at that moment that I realized that the people either my age and older didn't have an education about racism and didn't know what racism is. There's a lot of people that don't know what racism is. It's an ideology. As soon as you believe that somebody is like superior or inferior to you just based on the ethnicity or where they came from, this is racism. So some people are like, oh, you're white, you will never suffer from racism. It's like, I can live racism, but you're right. Suffer is a big word. It's different because it's It's different. It's systemic. So you need to understand difference. And nobody taught me this. The first time that I talked about, that I was talked about uh, white privilege was with my first Haitian boyfriend. Yes. He took the time to explain to me racism, white privilege, police brutality, yes. and I wanted to learn. Yeah, but you were not even at the time because you say you wanted to learn, but how? Because how are you even attracted to black person at first place? Because if you because think, <laughs> it's funny, yeah, whatever. <laughs> since yeah, that's since, since I got sober, I realized a lot of things about myself, yeah. and I realized that I didn't go on that side. Because I didn't want the white people to think that I betrayed them. Oh, wow. And, oh, yeah, racism is very intense. And people was judging me when I said, I love black men. I'm going out with black men. And as soon as a bad relationship would end with a black man, they would be like, ha, told told you so. We told you, Black men are like this. Yeah, they're like this. Exactly. So it was really hard because I lost some friends if you want to call them friends uh, because i started to be in the community of black people and started to eat and listen to music and just being there and just like they were always just it's one side of the other yes 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 you cannot be in the middle yeah we had that conversation i remember yeah yeah Yeah. and i was afraid i was afraid to go and live my life and be happy and to go where i wanted to go yeah because i was afraid of being rejected i was afraid of being judged because when i grew up nobody said that but it was very understood you can be friend with black people but we you cannot date them Okay. That was the so, energy. Yeah, it was. Uh, nobody will say it loud because nobody wants to have the tie against PSS. Yeah. yeah. But it was actually a yeah. thing that. You can have a black friend. Yeah. One black friend, yeah. not more. Yeah, we don't want you to yeah. date. We don't want you. It's like don't. the father saying that, oh, I'm very. I'm, I, look, I work with a lot of black people. Yeah. But he wants to make sure when he goes home to tell his daughter, I don't bring me anyone. Yeah. Like and when I, I started to be uh, uh, sober, I was like, I'm going to do things for myself. And I started to have like self-esteem and I was just like, I don't give a fuck what people think. I'm going to do me. I'm going to be happy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to go and try. And it was hard at the beginning because I had white people that turned their back on me and I was also going toward the, uh, uh, a direction that some black people weren't happy. Yeah, yes, yes. I'm there to steal somebody's husband or I'm trying to be black. 
yeah, or yeah, you know yeah, all yeah, those yeah, things and it's hard and it's hurtful yeah yeah it is it is why are you just trying to be yourself full yeah. of your heart so now when you got your boyfriend your Asian boyfriend and yeah. he was teaching you racism yeah. so how did that go so what was the process it was intense was it was intense because he noticed that you were ignoring on that side yes okay. I didn't know what white privilege was I okay. never knew what was white privilege and it was really intense and he educated me on a lot of things and at the beginning it's just like a brick It's just like a wall. Boom. You're like, what? This has been happening my whole life. Yes, yes. And more things started to unravel. And I was just like, oh, my God, it's been a lie. The police yes, brutality, yes, yes, yes. The, the system of, like, the government and everything. Yes. I was just like, at the beginning, I was, like, de denying it. Yes, yes. I was like, yes, no. Yes. You are in denial. Yeah, my I was like, no, it's not like that. Yes. It's like some people are like this, but not the whole, it's like, white yes, privilege? Yes, no. Yes. And it's hard to understand at the beginning, but then I wanted to learn more and I wanted to educate myself and then I, I the relationship ended and I still wanted to educate myself. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, and so, so that's where in a, when the, the idea of coming up with the book. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, the next generation needs to know all those things that I have learned because it's also that I wish I had those books. I wish somebody taught me about white privilege when I was a kid. Yeah. About... Immigrant. Do you consider yourself as white privileged? Oh yeah, of course, of course. I white privilege. White privilege is not something that I choose to have. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah. It, it's because of colonization. It's because of the system that is in place that is controlled by mostly white yeah. people, and that's why I'm pro-black. Yeah. As long as it's mostly gonna be white people, white privilege will not be able to go. So if we put more people, that is rationalize yeah. in the place of power for yes. a long period of time yes. it's going to be more equal for everybody okay so you wrote two books uh, maman c'est quoi le privilège blanc uh, et uh, maman c'est quoi un immigrant mm -hmm. je veux commencer i want to start with the uh, maman c'est quoi what is white privilege yeah. that's pretty much the it. invisible crown and then you put this invisible crown mm -hmm. so i want to look at this first page here so that's for So this is a, those are kids book, right? Mm -hmm. So those I want to start. So I know what you mean by the, the invisible crown, mm -hmm. right? So I want to. Can you explain what that? Because that's a detail. I love books, right? So yeah. and that's a detail that is very important. Mm -hmm. you know, so what the crown means when you say, yeah. for example, what is white privilege? So that invisible crown. Like the book is always going to be the same thing because I'm going to be making more books. Yeah. It's always a little girl that is curious and yes. something happened and she goes back to her mom yeah. and she asked question mama what is white privilege and then the mom trying to explain as best as she could uh, what is white privilege and then she make that little girl that is white imagine that she has a twin sister yeah that feels the same thing when she is hurt when she is happy the same feeling is just they are identical except for the yeah. color of her skin yes and then she's like imagine that every white baby is born with an invisible crown Yeah. And that crown gives you like a free pass yes. on life. And the girl is like, a free pass, what does that mean? Yeah. And she's like, okay, so imagine that the two of you, you and your little sister, yes. um, need to clean your room, but your sister didn't. Mm -hmm. And she didn't too. And I'm going to prioritize you because you have a crown just like me. Yeah. And it makes me feel comfortable. So you will not get punished, but your little sister will. Will. And because. then she asked her sister, like her little girl, how do you feel about that? Do you think it's fair? And then it makes the child uh, question herself on empathy, on yeah. what is right, on yes, what is yes, wrong. Yes. And then eventually she goes out uh, to take a walk in the park. And then you see a black man and a white man. And there's a police officer that is white. Yeah. And she, the, this, this man arrests the black guy. Yeah. And the mother tells the little girl that he's going to be arresting the black man because he doesn't have a crown. And yeah, he doesn't. feels that the black man did something wrong to not deserve the crown. And he's going to prioritize white people because they look like mothers, yeah. sisters, brothers. It makes him feel safe because he sees a white crown, uh, an invisible crown. So that's yes. why. So it's really a book about putting yourself into other people's shoes to understand the inequality, 
how it's hard in life to go to school, to be treated differently when you go and have a work, how it's harder for a person of color to get employed or to buy a house or to be in a, in a nice neighborhood and what you can do to stop white privilege. Yeah. No, that's a, those, this is, I think you are really, uh, definition is what a lie means because uh, this is why I define a lie, right? And a lie is a person that, I mean, an lie from racism, right? Because we can be a lie mm -hmm. from homophobia. I'm talking about racism. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a person that understands your struggle. No, not, no, sorry. It's a person that understands that there is a disadvantage. So the person is a better position than you. And also the person doesn't try to be like saying, I, I feel your struggle. I know there's a feeling yeah. that it's not comfortable, mm -hmm. but I don't really know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. But I want to help. What can I do? Mm -hmm. What do you want me to do? Because I want to act, but I also want to make sure that I do the right thing. Mm -hmm. So how do you want me to react? So this is where I, I realize, okay, I want to talk to you because I see what you do online. And that is so powerful. And the, the, even the idea of starting at the bottom from kids, that mm -hmm. means that you realize if the people that we can still change, if we want to change the next generation, which is a tough thing to do, at least start at the foundation with mm -hmm. the kid. This is what she did. So, I, and then I said, I'm very happy because you gave me those books. I'm gonna have, have a little, I have two kids. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna read those books to do because those books. You know, I, I know you refer to a little girl, which I, I can interpret it as is you. You talk, mm -hmm. you put yourself. I'm as talking a to myself as yes. a kid, but also when I'm gonna be a mom, how I would address the subject with my child. Yes. So I'm playing like in those two roles. Yes, I see myself in the I, book. Yes. As so that's the that's the reason why, I. So I'm very very thank you for this book. So there's a maman c'est quoi un immigrant. Uh, this is one moment. What is an what is an immigrant? So yeah. that's pretty much and the new the, neighbors. It's in French and in English. There's an English version. Yeah, there's an English oh, okay. version. I didn't have an English version at no, the moment, so I brought you the French one. Yeah. But it's on Amazon and yeah, that's what something. Where can you find it? It's on Amazon. It's in French and in English. Either you can go to my page on my social media and on yeah. my link tree, you will find yeah. the 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 link. Yeah. And I need to say that how important it is for me because one dollar per book is giving back to an organization organization to fight racism and the thing is those books is you don't even make them expensive because books are really expensive yeah. in general yeah and your books are very expensive because i was able to check yeah. them out, check them out on, on amazon mm -hmm. so yeah so so i want to thank you for accepting this this is a great episode right because i think i i, I never i would i don't think anybody could imagine your story yeah because <laughs> you know because we see what you are now, the yeah. person that you, you switch because you say you're not an influencer. But you're not <laughs> an influencer I'm an influencer in a sort, yes. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not the influencer that yeah, you yeah, think. That people think. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. But no, I really appreciate that you're able to, we're able to make this. So I, I, I have to say that you came from, from Ottawa to where you live. Oh, my God. Yes, no. <laughs> Yeah, so so I really appreciate that you're able to make that move to come here. It was my Promise pleasure. Promise that you were going to come. And, then, mm -hmm. so, and this also is the last episode of the season. So really? So what a great way to close Yay. the season. Yeah. So this is the last episode of the season. So and then I'm glad I was able to do that. I hope I will see you again yes. on, me on my way. And I, so I wanted to, I don't know if you have anything to say, but I wanted to wish you everything well for all the goals that you have. So what do you have anything to say to add? So for the, uh, for, for yourself, what's your project? Do you wish yourself any project? I, I, I have so many things that I want to do. I want to make more books. I want to, I want to do conferences about white privilege yeah. in schools. I want to do more stand-up comedy. Yeah. I want to make more videos. You do your stand-up comedy where? Because I think it's every Thursday. Uh, no, not yet. Like it's it's around everywhere. It's either in Gatineau in Montreal. I uh, travel a little bit when uh, I can, okay, uh, but I'm still in my beginning, so I'm still trying to like yeah. understand comedy How's and write. Crowd? Huh? How's the crowd? It really depends. It really depends on my joke because it's either I'm gonna be talking about sex. It's either I'm gonna be talking about racism and um, slavery. And people are oh, people are uncomfortable. Well, White people are uncomfortable <laughs> when I talk about 
uh, racism and slavery because yeah. I I make like comparison that are really like silly and stupid yeah, that make them think about ra- racism yeah, yeah. and some people are not ready for it and sometimes I just talk about my past as a drug addict and drug yeah, baby yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that but that people are starting to really like see who I yeah, am yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. more you make yourself like, yeah yeah people are so like I oh shit did you see any tomato yet <laughs> no Boo no, boo? not yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you think is the reason? Boo, no, they don't boo me, right? <laughs> no, they don't boo me. Yeah. No. no I, I watched some clips that she posted on social media. It's actually funny. I see people laughing hard, hard there. So that's the word. There was one word. You would, yeah, yeah, the point where you're talking about uh, how you grew up. Your mm-hmm. mom from, yeah, that mm-hmm. one. And, and I saw another one you posted recently. I remember which day. Um, so you... Uh, I have to, but you said where I think you were wearing a uh, a red pen and yeah. Oh, I was just like doing some crowd work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, that's uh, no, that's uh, one. Thank you for accepting this invitation. I can't wait to release this episode because this <laughs> tomorrow. Is, no. Yeah, yeah, this episode is coming. It's coming. It's the next episode. Anyway. Yeah. So okay. Good. It will most likely be next week. Okay. Next weekend. Yeah, next Sunday. Uh, hmm. Uh, if not next Sunday, Sunday after, but it's the next episode regardless. Okay. It's the last episode and I wanted to conclude that we all want to really do it in a very fashionable way. Because it's a great episode. The story is beautiful. So Yay, thank you. We want to release it very strong. So thank you for sharing everything. So Yeah, thank you for the Magnificent. So this is the last episode of the season. Um, yeah, so we'll see you in the next episode. I don't know when the next season will come, but it will surely come. But we'll take, we'll, yeah, we'll take a little short break. Launching it. I have episode safe to be honest with you. Okay. I have a lot of episodes for season two, but I want to take a little short time, very short break, maybe one month mm. before I go back to you. So thank you. What a way to finish the episode. Thank you for the magnificent podcast. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oof. That was good. Yeah, well